Well, hello. Welcome back to Marking Meanders with Sally and Sam. Uh, we've been, well, we've, I suppose we've been off on a little bit of a half-term holiday, really. Uh, we, there was half-term, but uh, we've had a little bit of a longer gap in our latest episodes, as you might have noticed. But uh, don't worry, we're back now. We're, we're not disappearing anywhere. Uh, perhaps because the weather has been so startlingly good uh, of recent days, we've uh, perhaps been out enjoying ourselves in the sunshine too much or or busy working. You, you can make your minds up about that. Uh, but we are back again to discuss... Uh, part two of culture and practice and uh, you might remember in part one we were talking about um, the differences between uh, the practice uh, of marketers and within an organization and uh, the culture which they operate underneath uh, and also the practices of other members of the team and, and cultures and subcultures within organizations how does practice influence culture and culture influence practice and in part two we're continuing on along that theme, of course, and we were looking at some some questions in particular about you know, how you can stop uh, a practice that is influencing your culture in a negative way. Can you stop it? When do you stop it? How are you aware it's happening? Um, can a dysfunctional practice actually thrive or can dysfunctional practices thrive in what seems to be a very positive organisational culture? Are there warning signs that we need to be aware of? Uh, and then finally, how do trainings and systems support good practice? and free you up to sustain a uh, positive culture. And uh, I suppose that's also, you could put in there, um, leadership. So leadership, training, and systems. How can they all work together to help you do your job more effectively, the practices you carry out, and therefore sustain uh, and build, reinforce a positive culture? So I'm just going to stop now. I'm going to let the conversation carry on. We hope you enjoy it, and uh, see you soon. When we were speaking to Amanda about uh, market research, this highlights how important market research actually is. You really need to talk to your customers. This, this is one of the really big things to talk to your customers about your culture. And because mm. they are the people who should be able to tell you whether your practice is actually your culture. And it might be interesting to put ask, you know, really out really big questions about it. So have them in and say, look, our mission statement says X, Y, Z. Um, do you think we do X, Y, Z? And just see what they say, because it will tell you something huge about where you've got the gap between culture and practice mm. and possibly how to fix it. Yeah, absolutely. Because, because I mean, because it's, in, as you say, that self-awareness piece, I think, really, and we, that needs to be a regular exercise of understanding absolutely. how it manifests itself to the most important people who are our customers, really, you know, our customers, our stakeholders. And it's almost that, yep. that as well, that sort of unsustainability, perhaps, so that, a culture, an unsustainable culture might breed a practice or an unsustainable practice might breed a culture, mind it? So I, I was thinking when we when we initially thought about um, talking about this subject as well, there was some of the examples around. Um, so let's take the marketing, let's go to hone in on the because this is a marketing podcast after all, the, the marketing team. <laughs> And and the business, it's an unsustainable, you, you go in and you just, you know, let's say you go into this business and you meet five marketers in the team and they, you just, you diagnose straight away. They're all up, you know, up to here. They're, they're just, they're so busy. They can't get around to everything they need to do. Uh, clearly their culture is one of quick, reactive, 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 um, you know, and, and we just, we're all really busy. We're really keen yeah. on what we're doing, but we're so busy, busy, busy. We can never do everything. Um, therefore they will have practices which support being unsustainable almost <laughs> and and the practices are the things that need changing so it's yeah. like but did this happen originally because yeah. it was all quiet and therefore you, you put in place a lot of practices which were unsustainable and then you all start to become really stressed and therefore you can't get out of this this never-ending loop 
that's the, the biggest thing there yep. is stopping, isn't it? And taking stock. And that's one of the bravest things to do. And the, the hardest things to do, isn't it? Just go, let's just, it was literally yeah. going into like the, the, the cotton mill in Manchester in 1898 and just going, and not electric, but stopping the steam engine. And it goes, stops. And everyone goes, yeah. oh, no. And, and, but you have to do that because if you have to fix yeah. something, you have to fix yeah. it. You have to stop. Um, and people don't. Because actually, it's, it, it probably happens all the time that we change practice, the way we practice things changes all the time. It's relatively dynamic. You will find that things will, because it's, it's not, they're not, they tend not to be huge things. So you'll probably be able to change the practice bit relatively easily if it's a problem. What isn't easy is changing the cultural bit, which is based on the mission of the company. And actually, what might be important is that the cultural bit is the bit that needs to change because it's what's driving the practice. So you're not going to change the practice permanently unless you change the culture. Because if you kind of dodge around things with your practice over here, but the but the big firm culture is still over here exactly the same, you're never going to fix anything. And mm. actually what you need is to change this culture bit. And this is a really difficult thing for marketeers to do. And we, you need marketeers to have um, a louder voice on the board to start with. But anyway, um, they need to be able to stand up and say, we can't do this. We can't say these things that you want us to say because the culture doesn't let us. Yeah. Or we need to say this to our customers, but actually it keeps getting bounced back at us because the culture doesn't let us. Because sometimes the cultures, cultures are like um, steamships that take a long time to turn around. So you've got to, as a marketeer, if you recognize there's a problem, to start with you need to get, rid, get together as the marketing team and make sure you all recognize the same problem. And then start talking to your director, if you've got one, the sales director, and just try and stop and move the ship. And it's time consuming. It will take time and it's, it may not happen. So you've got to be, you know, have thick skin, but it's worth trying. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and you say, I mean, part of that, perhaps where it can help with the marketer's skills is like it, it's almost it's making people aware it's communicating uh, uh, the where the iceberg is uh, if you're using the analogy of the, the steamship because the ships you know yeah exactly <laughs> you're talking ships you're not going to move unless you know there's a problem and that may be this disconnect with the products and the, or the service you're providing as you say to your customers or the internal thing where it's unsustainable I would say where you know the culture is the culture could be right couldn't it, it could be like where it's it yeah it's it well it appears to be right. It's all customer focused and really pushed on, you know, being being responsive and doing everything for the customer possible and uh, communicating really well. And you go, great, that's fine. That's fantastic. And we're doing all the practices to do that. But you know what? We're like 50% light on the people we need in the team to deliver that. So on the surface, it seems like quite a successful, it's a good culture, but it's not supported with the proper practices. And therefore that's there's right. going to be business. And actually the culture isn't supporting. The... Yeah. Yeah. It means the business culture isn't actually supporting the practices <laughs> no exactly so you've got exactly this. yeah yeah so so it's almost like it's like a those are the hardest aren't they that when it's a good news story so if someone's going to put their hand yep. up a manager director of marketing over and say uh sorry guys um this is all lovely but by the way i'm i'm going to have half the staff walk out in the next six months because they're just frazzled or they're going to have to be signed off uh for you know yep. for, for, for stress and things like this and then the whole thing will come 
crashing down. So we're doing a beautiful course, but there is an iceberg ahead. Again, we, this is it, you know. So it's almost that communication, isn't it, internally, so people understand. Yep. Particularly, I mean, when it's all going wrong, exactly. everything's going to shit. Effectively, <laughs> you can go, well, things are awful. Why are they awful? The culture stinks. Okay, right. Well, we we need to yeah. address this. But then, when it's all like, yeah, it's all plain sailing. Everything's looking really good. You know, everything's marvelous. Um, but you go, well yes and no it's it's not that good but again it's that self-awareness <laughs> of communication isn't it really um which you've got to get it you've got yeah. to shout loud i think you have got I mean, we've been saying this i think all the way through this pod actually we've always said not this particular pod but all the way back to all our meanders we have always meandered around speak up say it out loud don't hide it don't let it go don't let that worry be just in your top drawer it's got to just say it out loud and it might be that it is soluble if enough of you say it they might go oh why don't we just do this let's just press this button not this button and it might be soluble but if you don't tell anybody you don't say anything and you don't keep saying it don't let people fob you off that's fatal because that oh that, well to be honest if people are fobbing you off that's saying a lot about your business culture mm. that that's being allowed to happen that it's that, that turns in that's making suggest that you've got a rather strange blame culture going on it's not my fault go away mm. and you need to highlight that and you might need to highlight it with hr <laughs> don't yeah. ever step back from the real big problems so i mean you know it's difficult being a marketeer because to start with everybody in your company can do marketing because it's you know it's just but just write a few bits and pieces and tell and tell people it's not yeah you know, if you can say it can't be that hard so everyone can do it um, everyone can judge it definitely what do you mean you've done it in pink why on earth isn't it blue that happens as well so marketers shouldn't do what they tend to do which is hunker down and go oh god they're just not going to like it again what they should do is say no you said it was going to be blue but we're not going to do it blue we're going to do it pink and we're doing it pink because xyz don't hunger i mean marketers tend to get the bad if things go wrong it's our fault um well, it's our own sales fault, but then sales blame marketing and marketing blame sales. So that's not very helpful, but it tends to be our fault. And you need to have a culture where everyone's voice is heard the same. Yeah, yeah. To start with, I mean, to be honest, basically the marketing people are the only people that know how to use a CRM. So they're basically the only people that can get any data out at all to prove things. So use that ability. Prove stuff. Yeah. And that, that, that there straight away is another part of, well, it's culture and practice, isn't it? Really? I mean, again, culture is perhaps to prove, to make evidence-based decisions, you know, or, or we, we, we are informed by, by data and evidence, you know, to support everything we want to do in this business. And therefore you say, okay, well, if that's it, you know, maybe perhaps you're an analytics firm or, or similar or an engineering firm. And so therefore you're speaking the same language. You, you, as a marketer going into that sort of firm, you'd be like, well, yeah, absolutely. Then these people should respect data when I can give them data. So that means my practice needs to be, I have a monthly and a weekly report which shows yep. them, my bosses, my, my stakeholders, why things are working or not. And, you know, even if yep. it's HR, like, you know, do you know I've got this much overtime happening with my team, you know, to try and support all the campaigns we're running with, here's yep. the data to back it up. Yep. So it's that, isn't it? Again, it's getting back to that. It, it's again, the left and the right-hand brain marketing. I think as a, as, a, as a manager or as a leader in the marketing team, you need to be able to have that, 
data and the analysis ready at your fingertips, even if it's a very creative, um, like, oh no, we're all a bit, you know, we don't really care too much about the, I mean, every business does at the end of the day, because it has to make money and it has yeah. to have numbers in it. Bank really uh, cares. Exactly. And even, you know, NGOs and other people that, that you're all going to be assessed on performance and you need yeah. some numbers behind that, obviously. Yeah. Um, so embracing that though, again, like we said before, embracing that and, and having that culture of, you know, proving your points as far as you can, um, should should help shouldn't it because that help that gives you the confidence to raise your voice more and say well actually you know what guys this isn't working or this is going to be a problem or we could do this better here's the data here's the information um and if you're a marketer presenting it hopefully in a very um easily consumable way as well so again leveraging your own sort of skills that you utilize your audience with your internal audience which i know we sort of touched on in a previous pod as well but it's that sort of thing as well isn't it really i think exactly and i I think you're so this this is such a key thing to get your head around is that marketing needs to have at its base data and they need to run a data culture so that marketing needs to all time have that a, a deep profound part of the marketing culture has to be here's the budget this is what we're going to spending this is how it's progressing this is when we're going to tweak things these are the reports we run, this is the data we're getting, these are the leads we're getting, this is how they're behaving, this is how they're converting, et cetera, et cetera. And it's got to have that as its base before it can do any clever, sexy branding nonsense on top of it. It's got to have this nice, solid data culture at the bottom so that they can go away and go, oh yes, let's make it pink. Yes, exactly, exactly. That's it, isn't it? And then it it just, it gives you that voice, it gives you that um manifestation of what you're trying what you're trying to do doesn't it, it, it you can understand universal isn't it it should be universal and again yep. communication wise it should be that you know you can say to anybody uh, up or downstream of the customer journey this this is it, or you know supporting that customer journey internally this yes. is what we're doing you know you give us a budget of forty thousand pounds a year to to try and win i don't mm-hmm. know four million pounds worth of business or something you might say straight away well there's a bit of a mismatch with the the amount of money we have in the budget to deliver on your goals yeah but, hey let's look at it but again it's data-based it's 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 evidence-based you you've got something that's reliant and then then the other side of it is that sort of that human touch isn't it about well what does this therefore mean in terms of the culture we need to support us that's practicing right. things better to hit the numbers we need to hit you know and and it's 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 a combination yeah. of things so it's quite a toolkit isn't it actually i think if you think about for a marketing manager someone who perhaps at the moment is struggling um to align what their team does with the culture that perhaps their own culture with their own team is influenced very much by maybe a slightly dysfunctional uh, corporate culture um yep. the one that isn't written down the one that actually exists and yep. and therefore it again i think it, as a leader you need to have that awareness don't you to say that this is this is a problem i can see why um this is causing yep. me headaches it, i mean that that will if you're finding there's a lot of operational stuff you're doing with your internally with your team and you find you're stressed, you find things aren't going well, you're banging heads with other people. There's going to be some sort of misalignment there, isn't there with, with those, those two things of culture and practice. And it's, it's being aware of that and then knowing how to grasping the nettle to take it forward, really, I suppose. Yeah. And there isn't one way of doing that. I mean, also you might, you might have multiple nettles that you have to grasp. And so, but as you say, you need to, as you have to have a toolkit of ways that you can say, right, deep breath, I'm now going to grasp the operations metal because we need to sort out the fact that I'm putting these campaigns together where everything has to be packaged properly in a big classy box, like as we said, a big classy box with a ribbon around it and operations go, 
no, we can't do that. And that's because you haven't given them the data that has told you that your audience and your customers respond really well to ribbons. They just, they can't get enough of ribbons. And it's actually, if you'd given that data to operations, their operation might go, yeah, that's a good idea. Why don't we do this as well? But all of a sudden you're all on the same page. Yeah, yeah, ab absolutely. And, you but, know, and then people who spend 100 hours learning how to do a, a, a special bow that you seem to think is so valuable might be fun. Exactly, yeah. And if you can say, you know, this, this proves, it's proven that, you know, our customers really want this and, and, and you know, we, we, we're, we're getting more, because it's, it's, you know what, it's a differentiator as well. This is something you can say, and I have marketing research to say, this is different and this is why it's important. And, you know, people go, oh, okay, right, okay, yeah, well, yep. fine, you know, if they were telling me that and that, that's okay. But it's, um, yeah, it's a fascinating problem because I suppose the thing is as well, something we haven't sort of necessarily mentioned is the fact that, I think this, you know, culture and practice, they will always be dysfunctional, uh, as it were, they, they will always be misaligned, but it's the degree of misalignment, isn't it? It's, it's, it's a, perhaps a quite a narrow thing, you know, no company on this planet has ever existed, yeah. I think, which is like, this is the culture we have, and I'm putting on that voice especially, this is the culture we have, it's amazing, and, and, and that we do everything we do is perfectly aligned with you know what we deliver the, the the beautiful experiences for our customers mm -hmm. and everybody who, who works in this is perfectly happy and knows exactly what they're doing and you know because that's the thing human, as we've said before human beings are messy and anytime you organize um you yep. herd together a load of human beings in in any sort of formal organization no matter, exactly they mess up and no matter how beautiful the practices are no matter how well supported and caring and listening and open and focused and everything you are you're always going to have um these misaligned elements aren't you so it's almost like there is a natural state of being but it's being aware of of that i think as you sort of go through your career perhaps when you come in you know uh, at a more junior level perhaps it doesn't affect you as much it's, it's more like the staff room you know belly aches oh gosh you know this is annoying again you're but you don't feel you can influence as much but as you go through your career and, and start to have more influence and more responsible for certain things that's when it becomes more of a okay this is a problem and scratch my head i need to try and do something to, to right. fix this but it's almost it's almost again it's like diagnosing isn't it the degree of that's a real problem or, or not yeah, um, exactly or that's something which i can't fix quickly i can't this isn't going to be a one-stop i can just twiddle this little bit here and it'll be, all be fine this is something that needs me i need i need to get in some a help here i need to phone up a service engineer and we need to sort this out properly because that's one of the things that often supports a dysfunctional culture is because particularly marketeers and probably operations, it's not fair, that's not fair, particularly everybody in the company, you all go, oh no, I don't want anyone to think this is my fault. So I'll just change this little bit here. And that's because your culture is making you think you, someone's gonna blame you. Mm. And actually what maybe what you should be doing is saying, I don't want to have to do this, to actually fiddle about here, to do this, can someone help me? And in fact, I'm not going to, so this isn't gonna happen because it's not my, f because I'm not, because I don't think this is what I should be doing fiddling. Yeah. And just see what happens and just see. I mean, if someone does turn around to you and say, well, that's your fault, you're gonna get the blame if you don't fiddle. Maybe you should just have, the, somebody needs to have the bravery to say over and over again, it's not really my job to fiddle because I don't really have to, but I'm kindly fiddling to fix this. And maybe you should say, but this time I'm not going to. Mm. Now what? Yeah. And you could have, you can see this sort of practices built in with that, aren't they? So in any time a project goes along, 
you know, perhaps the cultural thing is that we want to make sure that everybody knows exactly what they need to be doing. We get the right people doing the right jobs, you know, and, and that's yeah. very much what we believe in. And if you say, well, the practice is at the end of this, every pro program, you always have to assign a project manager and the project manager's responsibility is to say, is everyone okay with this? Do we know what we're doing? And, and it could also be supported with when mistakes are made. We don't look at them as failures and mistakes. We look at them as learning points. You could go too far down that line and then people just... Uh -huh time and the whole thing is like you know we're so malleable we never stick to anything we just always go oh well let's just learn from it and anything in extreme in extremis anything too extreme is going to be a problem obviously but yeah you say the practices could be limits. you know you have project management perhaps i mean so many places yeah. how often do you have marketing where there's never any project management or, or there's no training there's the practice oh, all is the time training. constantly yeah oh this, this is it yeah. isn't it it's no, I mean, it's a really like good that. example of why people how people just don't get I've been I've worked and worked in men I can count them on 10 fingers companies who have a CRM but nobody's been trained how to use it they just they've been told here's a CRM and they've been told the basics they've been told how to add somebody <clears throat> and maybe even take somebody off but not how to do use it or understand it or write reports or any of that kind of thing but people I've never, I don't think I've ever worked somewhere where people have stood up and gone, I'm not going to use it if you don't train me. People always go, oh, I'll probably work it out. Yeah. And they do. They just spend hours working it out, going, oh, do you know how to do this? Do you know what this button does? Oh, my God, it does that. Brilliant. And that's, that's, that is not what you're wasting money on that CRM because you haven't trained people to use it properly. And that's because your culture's wrong. Yep. And there you've got a perfect example there, haven't you, of, of a practice. Because the practice, it's the, almost going back to the origins of it, isn't it? It's the symptom or, or, or um, a course. So you get, you've got the, there's the original symptom of you, you've got a CRM in, but you never train, you don't have a train ongoing training um, uh, practice of making yep. sure that everybody knows what they're doing with it. Therefore, as you say, people don't know what they're doing. So it's all a bit ad hoc. Therefore, your whole culture becomes a bit ad hoc in terms of your perhaps your marketing team, your subculture is very ad hoc, very um, um, reactive because you're spending so much yep. time trying to work out how the systems work that you don't have time to actually do all the other stuff that you should be doing. So therefore, that always feels rushed. Therefore, you never have time to do things. It becomes a vicious cycle, doesn't it? And therefore, yep. you're never going to get the training. So you're never going to have enough time and it just goes on and on and on. But as you say, the original practice, therefore diagnosing it, saying, well, we all re you're, all re you're saying you're really, really busy. You, you, you've always got 120 things to do and 100 capacity to do 100 things. So why are you all so busy? OK, well, where are the inefficiencies? Why do you have this inefficiency when you have a thing? Because you could say on the service that we embrace all the latest technology. We embrace all the latest technology like a fantastic CRM and website, but we don't know how to use it properly because we don't believe in training. Or we say we believe in training, but we don't actually practice believe doing the training. So there you go. Yeah. It's 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 all it's, it's, you know like tracing back, isn't it? Yeah, it's the original. Okay, so right, you know that didn't happen. Therefore, this happens, yeah. and then and then that, but then that. So it starts like practice becomes a culture, a lived culture. Then it influences the next practice because yeah. the next practice will be to try and save yourself time doing something else, which is you know totally unrelated to the original problem you've got. But if you solve the original problem, <laughs> therefore yeah. you wouldn't need another new practice and spend time developing that. So it's exactly. like it goes on and on and on, doesn't it? So and sometimes you have to be careful because sometimes you'll realize that you don't even know that particularly managers possibly don't even know they've got the problem because they've got five um 
marketing team members and they're all writing you reports all the time and they're all you know happily bumbling away all seems to be going fine none of them are crying every day well not every day um but actually one of them then goes oh i've got a bad job i'm leaving and you know they leave she leaves and think and all of a sudden everything implodes and that's because she was the only person that knew how to use the crm and she, because they didn't have, nobody had any time to do anything, the other four were kind of bumbling around and she was going, oh, honestly, no, I'll just write that report, don't worry. And she was just doing everything for them. And it's often, that often happens. You'll suddenly find that you'll implode and it will reveal a lot about your culture when one person goes. Yes, oh, how true, absolutely. Yeah, 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 just just exactly that. It's, it's, it's the, yeah, this is the culture that actually persists here. And I suppose the further away you go from it, the more you think, well, that's a fantastic performing marketing team. They do everything beautifully. They're really good. They get great reports. As you say, take out one run and then it's like, oh, the whole thing's collapsed. <laughs> well, why is that? So we don't train. We don't, we don't, we don't have a good culture of checking in uh, HR-wise to see what people do and don't know, what support yeah. they need. They're not open about, or they're not vociferous about saying, excuse me, I need help, I don't understand. And, and they no. are very happy and comfortable getting on with their day-to-day, -day, the stuff that they feel strongly in. But again, that could influence then you say, well, okay, the structure, is it the case that we need all five of these people to all be trained up on CRM because they do it this way? Or do we need like two specialists and they don't they get rid of the stuff they don't like and the yep. focus is here? It might be that, but if you're not set up in that way, it won't work, will it? But as you say, absolutely, the one, how one person can expose a culture and the practices that support that culture, that's fascinating. Actually. Yep. Um, yeah. And it's the tiniest little problem suddenly. And you, so that's why, that's why, marketeers, please, everyone out there, every time you can't do something, don't go, oh, shit, I'll work it out. Say, hello, I can't do this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It comes back again, doesn't it, to, to self-awareness and and communication really doesn't it very much so it'd be like learning to drive and nobody telling you how to, if you had a, a stick shift nobody telling you how to use the gear the the, the gear lever yeah at all so you just basically you just drive everywhere in first gear because yeah. you've no idea how to change gear or you could go or you can go to or, or perhaps you, you know all the forward drive but you don't know reverse you can't find reverse <laughs> you're like we do all yeah. this and i can't do that so sorry if you want to do that no way but I had a friend sense. who bought a two CV because she thought it was a lovely, sexy car. And I, I drive, I passed, I happened to have passed my driving test in a two CV. And so she was, she got all the forward gears. That was this is a perfect example. And we were parking. So she was doing some parallel parking and she said, we stopped and she went, Oh, so this is really difficult. Cause this is a bit where I have to pick the car up because she didn't know how to get into reverse. Oh, wow. She would pick the car up to get it into parking places. Good grief. That's ridiculous. You're sitting there going, what? <laughs> because she never asked. Wow. But in effect, that is what happens with CRMs. It's a perfect example. Yeah. If you're asked to write a report, people who don't know how to write the report do basically have to pick the car up to put it in the parking place. Perfect. And that, what a fantastic example. I mean, that, that, that's it, isn't it? And, and it's the pain of doing that. And, and also the pain of then hiding it because you're embarrassed because... You, you, you can't admit to anybody that you do that, but then if someone caught you picking your car up and moving it into position, they go, what the hell are you doing? And they go, oh, sorry, well, I did this. But that's like the boss walking in saying, hang on a sec, what, what are you, hey, you've got, you've got, you've got a paper-based sheet here, which you're ticking names off against on your Excel here, because you don't know how to put them in and update the information in, in Salesforce or whatever it might be. Like, 
And now I know why you don't have up-to-date records in, in there in terms of the interaction. Or any time to do anything. Yeah, exactly. You're spending nine hours a week manually putting this in. So, do you know you just press this button here and that does it for you? And but that's it, isn't it? I mean, I think we can all learn from those, again, those, those uh, micro practices, I suppose you could say, can't you really? Which yep. are the things we do on an individual basis, but then the, the, the wider practice and culture which creates that that piece of you know that sort of healthy thing of speaking up when you don't know what you're doing um but almost originally having a thing of like we love to train our staff to make sure they know exactly what they're doing so training 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 and it's the practice is actually real every quarter every yep. single person in the company gets assessed for the two or three training courses they need yep. to do their job specifically yep. and then something to stretch them so they get interest in it so you might have a culture of we like to develop people we like to support people but then actually it's the is that genuinely embedded then therefore in the, in the culture so you have a free culture for people to yeah. actually feel comfortable to say yeah i've got enough time to do the training and yes i need help because i don't know how this works That's if right. you if you had a nice practice of well we'll always come back to you each month and if you want training we'll give it to you and everyone's terrified of saying I don't know what I'm doing because there's a real elitist culture where you have to show that you're bulletproof. Yeah, it's not going to work, is it? So you have nope. to have the two marrying up to support each other, mm -hmm. don't you? Which, which is a tough thing. I think it's where leadership. It's um, that's the real. They say, you know, in so many people these days talking about it's not just leading from the front and charging out ahead. It's actually, you know, you're behind everyone, like the whole Absolutely. the wolf example. You're at the back of the pack, supporting yep. everybody, and leading you're helping behind, them yeah. do their job, aren't you? You know, so. Yep basing it on that and helping them do their job should help them do their job for the customer in, in exactly the right. equation yeah. Um, yeah. in a in a perfect world which is we say you know these things are never perfect but i would say yeah if you if you are a leader obviously particularly in this context a marketing leader but any any team leader it, 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 that that awareness and therefore the just yeah. coming back and reflecting you should be reflecting on do our practices not necessarily support our culture to a certain degree it's what do our practices actually support the team to do the job they need to do to support mm. the overall culture of delivering for our customers yeah exactly. and as the leader it is your you're the person who's going to the board meetings and it is your job to say this culture isn't working it and it really is and it, and people don't like to do that because that's really scary and everyone goes oh my god but it's been like this for 150 years <laughs> yes but life goes on we move, we change, we flex, we, you know, all those things. So the fact that it's been like this for 150 years is not good. You know, we, if we've, we would never, ever have flown anywhere if we'd gone, no, people don't fly. That's just nonsense. It's been like that forever. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I think something we haven't touched on, unfortunately, I think we're running out of time, but something we didn't touch on, which we could do another time, is the whole thing of uh, changing of culture of um, people now coming back after COVID how many people come back in the office and work and that's another work practice there what does that mean in terms of keeping an eye on people and knowing if they have the right training what does that mean in terms of your checking in with your team and you know because all of a sudden you've got a subculture in a team which may become a sub sub individual i say can you have an individual culture individual practice where someone says do you know what yep. now i find it's really good i get up at five and i work for four hours on on the on doing all this the data stuff and in the afternoon i feel a bit more I've got a couple of hours where I do this sort of more touchy feely yep. um, interviews with people to develop that piece of content, you know, and they go, okay, well, uh, but we need you back in the office nine to five. And, uh, and, and, you know, we, we can't have you doing that really. And you go, Oh, yep. but it makes me do my job better. And it becomes an individual. Yeah. So perhaps it's even harder or easier because perhaps you get better results from 
from that but how can you yeah. manage yeah. that's a whole other question that's that's another yeah exactly but there's a whole new another po- i'm sure we will do a whole another pod about that because that's really interesting yeah and knowing where people are, i think so, i think i'd like to do a little um uh, poll to find out how many people in marketing teams in particular where are they working now and how yeah. are they work how has it changed because it's now i've started to notice with clients and people people are some people are starting to go back in the office others aren't people are seeing things in different ways others are going no we want to go back to where we were and so it's it's yeah it's an inter- yeah. let's park that for another what time shall we that'd be good definitely we'll put that in there put it in the uh, in the diary i think but i think we yeah. probably do you think we've covered culture and practice and influences of the two oh, i think we've ticked that off no <laughs> I, I think, think we, what we've done is um scraped the surface so you out there can go god maybe we should think about this maybe we need to have a little think about this as a team and move it forward because there are some problems here yeah, absolutely. I think that's the thing. I, I, the thing that seems to occur to me out of all this is our, if you do nothing else, if you're listening to this and you do nothing else, I would just ask that question of yourselves. You know, question, is our culture supporting our practice? Is our practice yep. supporting our culture, vice versa? And what is it? Because it's usually, you know, say, where's the mission statement? What's the connect? And I just find that fascinating from a more of a, an external point of view looking in. That's fascinating. But if you're in the middle of all this, it's measuring that degree of that misalignment isn't it i suppose which in, in many ways that there's got there's got to be some good nuggets that can come out of asking that question on a regular basis and it's going yeah. to make you correct your course isn't it so yeah, yeah i think we should just encourage so nothing else do that do that please do that and let us know i'd be i'd be i'd be interested to know if anybody's yeah. had any you know experiences of this in in, in companies or anonymously companies they might be working for now where where there is this mismatch misalignment and you know just just helping to diagnose some of your problems i think that's that's really interesting to know any problems you might yeah. be having which could be related to this so you can let us know on on facebook on twitter you can find us on acast uh which is marketing meanders we're all over the internet now so that you know you'll 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 find us and you'll you'll send a message no doubt and and, and let us know so i'd be very interested to know yeah really actually but um yeah cool excellent well thank you very much yeah see you again we will indeed take care everyone and all the best bye for now